Okay, I'm milling about with Michelle Danner, and she is the director of the film The Runner. She's also an acting coach. Her father started the William Morris Agency. Should I go on? <laughs> yes, my dad was the very first uh, um, the president who started the William Morris Agency in 1964 in Paris, in France. And so I was always, I have fondly memories, fond memories of going to the office and playing under the desk when all these big celebrities would come in. Was that sort of your introduction to showbiz, so to speak, would you say? Well, probably. Apparently, I was told that when he would bring the, the agents from the William Morris back to the house for dinner, that I would tap dance on the table and I would do Alfred Hitchcock and imitations and Ed Sullivan and Judy Garland. So I was, uh, I guess I was born into it. Yes. So what got you involved in directing? What was your sort of uh, feature film debut? Well, I think that I, I had so much passion for theater, for storytelling. Um, I started to teach acting in the 90s. And I was just fascinated with telling stories and just really um, fell in love with the medium of film and, you know, how you could really paint the painting that you wanted to and then have people come and see it. Um, so, uh, yeah, that that was an, I, I, to this moment. I'm actually editing another feature as we speak uh, that I shot this summer on the east coast so um yes i was actually invited to that set but unfortunately couldn't make it oh yeah that was it was great we had a, a wonderful uh experience shooting a movie called miranda's victim you had and quite I, the cast yes and i'm in the throes of it because we're uh we're locking a cut so it's intense you just work around the clock and so either you know when you're making movies you're either conceptualizing it, preparing, you know, prepping it, developing it, shooting it, and then, you know, everything that happens after you shoot it, how you put it together. So every phase has its own intensity. So, Michelle, when you're on set and you're working with actors, you have to try and stop yourself from not coaching them? You know, I mean, for instance, in this last... Um, incredible um, movie with this fabulous cast. What I really found is that actors that are, you know, have been around for a very long time, they want feedback. They want to be able to talk about the character. They want to be able to analyze the moments. They want to be able to, to play, to explore, to take risks. And so, Yes, there's a very huge distinction between me coaching an actor, teaching a class, and being on set and giving feedback to an actor on a, on a particular scene. But um, but I do find that actors, however you know experienced they are, whoever I've worked with legends recently, really want a third eye. They want to know if you know it's going in the right direction. So who is the legend that you worked with recently? Well, I would say Donald Sutherland. He's up there. <laughs> He's up there. I, I certainly think that Andy Garcia is legendary. I love him. And Kyle McClocken as well. 
Kyle yeah. McLaughlin. I'm actually watching Confess Fletch, which he's in. Yeah, wonderful, wonderful actors. But, you know, and I think that uh, Little Miss Sunshine's performance, Abigail Breslin, um, is also in a way legendary that will always be, uh, you know, in our in our consciousness of such a wonderful performance she's such a great actress and and i had a slew there's a her mom is played by an extraordinary talented uh, actress called Mireille Enos who you know and then and, and the list goes on and on i really it's hard for me to talk about some actors and i'll talk about the others because it was such a huge ensemble uh Enrique Morciano a student of mine years and years ago when I first started to teach my acting classes played uh, a detective Cooley with such, you know, passion and commitment. And the actor Brent Sexton, who was with me, Ray in that show, The Killing, which I particularly loved. I don't know if you had a chance to see that. Um, yeah. And Ryan Felipe and Luke Wilson, you know, spar and give also you know some great performances nolan gold from modern family taryn manning a favorite of mine from orange is the new black she's don't you feel like she's very underrated like she she should be a bigger star i mean i know she was fabulous in orange is the new black but she should be a movie star yes i think there's a humility about her she is she's i mean the camera loves her and we just, you know, I had nothing but a great experience working with her. She's really, really wonderful. And there's two other actors that are married. There are a couple, Emily Van Cam and Joshua Bowman, who also, you know, just came and graced, you know, us with their presence on screen and are absolutely incredible to watch. So, you know, it's, it's, it was, uh, it was just great. And, um, you know, what can I say? You know, I'm still processing the fact that I had the chance to work with such an incredible cast. And also you had uh, the uh, wonderful opportunity to work with Paul Sorvino, bless him. What a yeah. great, great man, great actor. So talk about your memories of him. Yeah, I did, did two movies with him. And I also did um, a theater event, a staged reading where he played uh, Norman Mailer. Um, he was really wonderful to work with. I particularly loved the scene. He was in a, in a family movie I directed called Bandit Hound with Jim O'Hare. And he did an improvisational scene with him that was quite great. And then he played a pivotal character in another psychological thriller I directed called Bad Impulse. And he was just really wonderful. He cared so much about his work. Um, he gave me extra time for free. Kim, I'm going to give you extra days. I, I want to come. I want to be there. I want to help. He was generous. And, and gracious. Yes. And, and really said the character in Bad Impulse, he said, I knew exactly when you sent it to me how to play that. I knew exactly how I was going to do that. He, um, I'm very, very happy that in this lifetime, I had the chance to collaborate with him on these two movies. Yeah, we talked about doing more. But, of course, we know time passes. And then COVID happened. Mm. And then, sadly, he passed. But his work, his spirit, his generosity is always going to be with us. That's what you leave behind. You know, all those memories, all that work, the legacy. Yes, absolutely. And he could sing. 
he had he had some operatic beautiful voice absolutely he sang for us on set many times and we laughed and you know yes he has beautiful voice Oh, that's great. So now in The Runner, um, there's a wonderful actor that you worked with, and I won't even say his last name, Edouard. Filippona. Thank you. Um, he he was brilliant. I mean, I, I, I'd never seen him before. I, I heard he lost a ton of weight for the role. So talk about working with him. Yes, I. he was in my class, and I was developing the script. I had come up with a story, and I uh, got this wonderful writer, John Buffalo Mail. I mean, uh, he's also a wonderful writer, Jason Chase Terrell, to write the screenplay. I love John Buffalo Mailer, by the way. Yes, good friend of mine. As a matter of fact, he's in this movie, Miranda's Victim. He gives quite a great performance as well. Oh, tell him I say hi. I love him. I will. I will. <laughs> I'm directing right now uh, this, this show with Ann Archer, who plays his mother in the memoir. Um, oh, cool. Yes, now John is, is great. But anyway, he's a great writer. And so this Jason Chase Terrell, who wrote uh, The Runner. And um, Edouard was in my class performing a scene. I thought he was brilliant. He gave me chills. And we, um, I sent him the script and we started to work on it. He was very devoted to it, lost lots of weight for it and maintained it throughout the, our prep and, uh, and the course of the shoot. He was so disciplined. Uh, and I've seen him recently, a few weeks ago, we had lunch and he gained the weight back. I mean, he's, he looks good now. He's at normal weight. And we had a, a great conversation. And this also, this movie will stay uh, a great memory for us. Cause we oh, were, my goodness. Uh, yeah. So was it his choice to lose the weight or was that something that you asked him to do? Well, the script described the character because the character was doing, you know, some opiates, some drugs, as a thin character. And so he took that description and he really wanted to make it his own. Yeah, yeah. And I was watching, uh, recognized immediately, cannot believe how much he looks like his grandpa. Yes, Cameron Douglas. He does. He looks like Kirk Douglas. And he also looks like his dad. Yeah. And uh, he... Uh, it gives a great performance, very nuanced as a detective, not what you would expect. And that's what's so interesting about watching him in The Runner. And Edouard Philippona gives a performance that um, has launched his career. Um, he, so uh, how, did, how does that make you feel? I mean, he was in your class. You kind of maybe discovered him in a way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, uh, you know, well, I certainly think after... How many years of teaching? I've lost count because now it'll age me considerably. But I, I, you know, pride myself to know. Although you never know, you know, someone can be extraordinarily talented in your class and then they go on and do other things with their lives that make them happy. You know, other people uh, have talent. Stella Adler, I always remember, used to say you have to have the talent for the talent, which means the work ethic. It means the the desire, the discipline to pursue it on a higher level, to challenge yourself, to go past the comfortable. And so that creates some great artists in our world. No, I think Edouard has that. Yeah, definitely. Can you give me some examples of actors that you've worked with where you felt this person has it and they're going to be a big star? Because I've done that with people I've interviewed. 
you know? Well, that's a great question. Salma Hayek, when I worked with Salma Hayek, I thought there was something about her glow and her presence and her concentration that made me feel she could be a big star and, and, and she did become that. Um, James Franco had the same effect on me. I really felt that he could uh, do some great things, and, and he has. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I've worked with a lot of people where I felt it, it's an energy thing, and you can tell it's basically wanting to give it their all, the willingness to give it their all. And have you ever had the heart to say, I'm sorry, but you just don't have it? <laughs> No, because I've mostly worked with very talented people, but I think it goes a step beyond that. It's not so much that you're talented because let's face it, a lot of people are talented. It's it's more than that. There more more goes into it than just talent. So if talent was enough, you know, there's a great saying, not that it parallels what I'm saying, but I remember Stalada used to say, you know, if, if crying were a talent, my Aunt Bertha would be a star. Um, you know, if, you, if, you, if just the ability to get emotional and there's so many other components that go into it. But um, talent, certainly you have to have it. And But a lot of people have talent. I don't think that that's the, you know, the end all be of everything. There's many other things. Yeah, I, I've always said that actors have to want to act and they have to need it more than anything else. Correct. That's right. There's really a passion that drives you to achieve whatever you're going to achieve because it's also hard. It's There's obstacles and you have to be able to overcome the obstacles. You have to be able to let... Um, I know some fabulous actors that are at home not working because they don't want to feel the rejection. They don't want to feel the pain of somebody saying no to them. And so you opt to not take the risk. Yeah. But I remember Al Pacino said somewhere that, and I've, that always stayed with me, that it's a risk to not take a risk. And I've always loved that. I always loved that idea and I believe in it. Yeah, that's great. Did you ever want to be an actor? Was that ever in your purview at all? Yes, well, I do act as well. Of course, I, I took many acting classes. I studied with Stella Adler, I studied with Uta Hagen. I studied some wonderful teachers, and uh, I've done a few films. And I do, um, you know, I do act. I've done many plays, and so I love expressing myself emotionally in that way. Do you put yourself in all your films? Because I notice you're. I think not, you're in the liquor not store. All, not all my films, no. But some of them, very little cameos, like little parts, uh, just for the fun of it. Yeah. So tell me about some of those little cameos that you've done in your films. Well, you're, like, runner, you're like Hitchcock. In The Runner, I'm I'm the, uh, yeah, exactly. I'm the, the clerk. I'm the convenience store. You know, he comes to buy booze. And I, I contribute to, thematically, one of the themes the movie's about is how grownups fail their children. Uh, how kids fall through the cracks. So here you have a clerk of a convenience store that is looking the other way and selling a lot of booze to a teenager. Um, so I played that villain. <laughs> and you have um, cameos in, in uh, other films that you can remember? 
Um, let me see. Oh, yeah, I played this disgruntled. I played a couple of villains. This, <laughs> I usually don't play the villain, so I, I like to give myself a couple of cameo, villain cameos. Uh, this disgruntled mother in The Bandit Hound, this movie that I did with kids and dogs, where I come to the door and Catherine Bell is in the scene, wonderful Catherine Bell. And I complain to her. I'm the next door neighbor complaining. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So um, talk to me about the Creative Center for the Arts. What What is that exactly? And how did you start that? Um, I started it because I, again, I'm so passionate about the arts and I love for everything to be under one roof. And we have an acting school the Los Angeles Acting Conservatory, the Michelle Denner Acting Studio. We have a vibrant community of young actors that are pursuing, you know, um, putting together their craft. I teach a class, a master class all over the world called the Golden Box. And so to give them access to making movies so they can enter it in a film festival, to um, be part of a theater company and, you know, do plays. Of course, with COVID these last few years, we have slowed down a little bit, but things now are, are starting back up again. Um, we're learning to live with COVID. And so, you know, this idea of the arts being under one roof and us, um, you know, drawing from every medium, I think is, is important uh, for artists and important for audience to come watch process. I find that, that you know, when an audience goes to see a movie, you know, it's very result-oriented. They see the final product. When you come to see theater, they see the final product. But it's also very interesting to invite audience to see the reading of a play or test screenings of a movie, things that are in process, and give their feedback. I think people really love that because they want to understand how it comes together. When we have done, like, art gallery openings, you know, one of the things that I feel has drawn people to have this conversation is the process of the artists. How do you get to that place? Yeah, so it's really sort of like a fly on the wall kind of thing. Yeah, totally. totally. Yeah. There's a curiosity about how you get there. How do you create? In a way, though, do you find audiences know too much? Mm, what do you mean by that? Do they know too much of like the secrets? Is that sort of spoiling it a little bit? Like we want to know everything we can possibly know about behind the scenes. And we're fascinated by that. Isn't that the that's society? Not... Yeah. Well, that's the society that we're in right now. Right. Yeah. Everybody wants to know everything and everybody reveals everything. And everybody wants to know what you ate for lunch and dinner and what you're going to eat tomorrow. And, you know, yeah. So of all the disciplines that you do, what's your most favorite? You know, I love them all. I really do. I love the medium of film. Uh, I love I love theater. I'm, you know, I'm an aficionado of theater for sure. Uh, I, every chance I get. I was in New York right after I finished filming Miranda's Victim, literally two days later. I was sitting in a Broadway theater watching Billy Crystal. In oh, Spring wasn't that Night. fun? It was great. And then the day after, I saw the closing performance of American Buffalo with Sam Rockwell and with Larry Fishburne and with um, I'm blanking the other actor. He's a wonderful actor. But anyway, uh, and then Neil Pepe, the director, came on stage and, and Neil Fish, uh, uh, Larry, Lawrence Fishburne on the way out said, thank you for contributing to the American theater. 
And I thought to myself, you know, here we are calling cut for the last time on a set and here experiencing this beautiful moment in the theater. I am very excited about all mediums. Oh, that's so great. So how would you describe your coaching technique? Um, people have told me that uh, I, I, I go very deep, that it's complex. Um, and the script analysis is, uh, you know, I'm very specific about script analysis. I'm uh, interested in digging into who makes someone do what. So character work is, uh, you know, I like to pursue the different uh, dimensions of who someone is. Um, yeah, I really break down things. I think the most you can prepare and you can make choices, the better the work is, the more you can let go and the more you can improvise and the more you can be free, which is what every actor longs for. Right. They want to sort of disappear into the role. Yeah, they want to really take it on. They want to feel the flame, you know, go through them. It's the inner life, really, that you're after. Is, is there a theme that sort of runs through the projects that you want to direct? I think so, really. They say directors direct the same thing over and over again. And for me, I think I'm very drawn to something that, you know, has to do with our kids. When our kids don't get protected, when our kids fall through the cracks, that really uh, makes me want to tell those stories. So is Miranda's victim have that through line? You could say it has that component, absolutely. It has that component. It's like, you know, we don't, yeah, I mean, I could get specific about it, but yeah, when our, you know, our, and yet stuff happens, life happens. You can't protect your kids from everything, obviously. If not, you just, you know, put them in a box and that would be abuse. <laughs> so you have to let them go. But within that, I think you have to give them the tools to protect themselves because very clearly you can't always be there to protect them. Absolutely. So in closing, what do you think is the most rewarding aspect of what you do? Oh, you know, I think about it every day um, because I think that when you're born with wanting to be creative, then you just have to find a way to do it. And you, and it's okay, you know, some things work and some things don't work and it doesn't matter, you know, um, as long as you pursue that, you know, that light and, you know, pursue your passion, pursue the thing. I mean, you hear it all the time said in so many different ways by so many different people relating to, you know, work, uh, but I feel very, very grateful that I get the chance to be creative. Absolutely. Michelle Danner, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. My pleasure. And look forward to the next couple of films that you've got coming out. You'll have to come back. Thank you. I will. Thank you uh, so much. Sure. Take care. Initiate. Go, go, go. Always new. Always refreshing. Always candid. Always milling about. Robin Milling delivers what celebrities are saying to you. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. 
laundry? Oh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.